This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China is your guide to dating in China. From love to lust, first dates to worst dates, hilarious stories, top tips, and relationship advice. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Hello and welcome to the penultimate episode of season two, episode eleven. How are we doing? How are you doing, Eleanor? I'm good. How are you guys? Very well. It's been a tiring week. You know, we're getting to the end of January now, and uh, you know, January always feels like the longest month in the world, doesn't it? Well, it, it sort of is. How are you doing, Rach? Good. Yeah, it's been a long January. I'm doing dry January. I'm not drinking, and I'm also doing like a 10k step challenge. So it's been like a very goal driven January. Wait, I can already imagine that you're already. <laughs> well, I know that she's kicking ass, are everybody. Gonna, on the are 10k. Are you going to carry into February, or are you just going to leave it behind? <laughs> oh, I'm. Uh, at which part? The no alcohol or the 10k steps? <laughs> I'm gonna keep the step, but I'm I'm definitely gonna drink again after the break after January's over. To be honest, Rachel, when I first met you, you were doing like fifty thousand steps a day. And you would walk like five hundred miles a day, like everywhere. I've always been like, a walker. I love I, lo- <laughs> I love city life in Beijing. That's one of the best things about living here abroad. But yeah, good. I I forgot to ask before we started the show, so this is not the professional part. So bear with us, everybody. Have we got anything to say, like events, articles, <laughs> anything like that? <laughs> No, it's fine. Great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'll just get to it then. Um, so we're excited this week to bring back one of our stars from the All Guy episode. You may m- remember him as Matt because that's his name. It's me. Oh yeah. my that's me. God. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote that joke out and I was really happy with it. I thought this is really good. I know you laugh to yourself at your own joke. You I were do. so pleased with There's yourself. The, what, what's the line if you can oh. just reach one person? Right? If you can reach one person. Yeah. I mean, it looked good on paper. <laughs> yeah, nobody vetoed it, so all three of you are responsible also. <laughs> Accomplices to my terrible joke. Um, ah, ow. Oh, the, the, um, uh, the, bullshit. Uh, the bullshit buzzer is back. We've had a few complaints, and so we've not had it in a few episodes. Uh, so it is back for this one. Um, so, Matt, you were in the All Guy episode. I hope that listeners have had a chance to uh, enjoy... Uh, everything that we talked about. Um, what was it like uh, being in a in a room with uh, a, f- a few of the dudes talking about dude stuff on a podcast? I'll tell you. I think. Tell us I... the real juicy details mm-hmm. of what happened. What did you guys talk about off air that didn't make the podcast? I don't. You know, I'm going to be brutally honest. I, you, there was there was drinking that mostly happened off uh, <laughs> off cast. Right. There was a good drink break in the middle. There was some some beverages poured and some beverages had. Um, it was great. I mean, you know, as I think I mentioned in that episode. Uh, you know, I live with my wife and my daughter, so I don't always get a lot of guy time. So to sit around and kind of banter and hear about other people's stories of love and loss is always a, a good time. So no, I enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm really glad to be back. Well, and, and, and that's another thing. You know, you know you, you're, you're married, you've, you've got a daughter, you, you're working full-time. Um, I've known you for a little while, and I think you do a good job in, in you know, keeping up male friendships. But I think there's a lot of guys out there that maybe just struggle. Uh, to to sort of like uh, you know meet up with with dudes and and like my you know social circle generally it's like mixed it's very mixed so doing the podcast was like a rare opportunity for me to have some my own bro time 
Have you got any advice for other for other men out there that are struggling to um uh, you know find time for the male friendships? I mean, I guess just try and find balance. It sounds generic, but I, it's it's totally true, right? Like you obviously can't be out every night on the town when you have a family. But by the same token, I can't spend every single night inside with my family. You gotta you gotta know people and you gotta have friends outside of that. Um, so yeah, make time for your friends and, and connect with your friends. And even if it's just over a you know a beer you know after work or something like that, just do your best to, to, to maintain those friendships. Yeah, I think you do a good job, you know. Oh, thank you. The, the balance thing. I think you do a good job of it, you know. Ah, I appreciate that. And, and it helps. Me and Matt are neighbours. Nobody knows this. Now you do. <laughs> uh, we're ne- so it's quite easy for Matt just to pop round and you know have a, have a cheeky pint. It's, it's incredibly convenient, actually, because when I'm here, if I need something, I just walk across the hallway and I'm home. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing, actually, yeah. Mm. Um, Sounds like you two have formed a bit of a bromance here. I feel a lot of love in the air. I mean, have you, <laughs> I feel, have you, should we leave you alone? <laughs> Have you, have you seen this guy? Look at him. Yeah, now that I've got the long hair, you see. When when you left China, I had like, you know, the short back and sides, you know, COVID. Yeah, you I've look got like my, a 12 year old. I've got, I've got the COVID hair now. Now you look like Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> He's got a little bit of a Big Lebowski essence going on right now. Oh, yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I wish I was as chilled as the Lebowski, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, everybody, this is a slightly different episode because it's kind of a, a collaboration. Uh, Matt hosts. Uh, his own podcast called China Untold. And we're going to go into a little bit about that, but I thought the best way is for us to play a clip. So here's a clip of one of his recent episodes. While MH370 may be the first China-related mass disappearance to come to mind, it might not be the earliest or the biggest. According to various print and online sources, in 1939, during the horrors of Japanese aggression against the Republic of China during the Second Sino-Japanese War, almost 3,000 soldiers stationed in the rolling hills around Nanjing allegedly disappeared without leaving a single clue about their fate. So, that's the show. So, Matt, first of all, um, why are you interested in these untold stories? How did you get into it? And, and, And what is the main draw for you? Well, I think the, like, previously, before I moved up to Beijing, I was working in a, a publication that often reported on weird stories from the internet. There's tons of weird stuff going on in China, and I came across these stories every day, and I thought, how great would it be to kind of gather these together and do episodes on them and, and tell these weird, unique stories? Because most of the media you digest about China, uh, even in China to a large degree, and, and certainly outside of China, is very political-based. Uh, it's economy-based, it's business-based. You don't hear a lot about the weird things in China, the serial killers in third-tier cities. You don't hear a lot about the, the, the Chinese version of Bigfoot or, you know, you name it, right? These, these weird kind of untold stories. And so I wanted to shine a light on those and give people just some really interesting, lighthearted, very non-controversial listening, so... It's, and, and it really is. It's a great show. At the end of this episode, uh, Matt's going to do a plug and we're going to tell you exactly where to find it. So, so please keep listening. Uh, and you wanna go, you're going to want to listen. You've probably already been piqued by the blurb and the poster for this episode because today's all about sex, stand- sex scandals. So the, the, the research and all the content is provided by China Untold, uh, but it seemed like a good fit to collaborate and bring the information uh, onto, onto Date Night China. Um, so um, what we've done is that um, uh, I, I, I got a few stories from Matt. And then I emailed it out to the to uh, Rachel Eleanor and, and Matt chose one and I chose one. 
Um, and we're gonna we're gonna take turns reading our favorite stories out, um, and then we're just gonna have a bit of banter. That's what I wrote in the script. I was like, read the story, then banter, then read another story. So that's gonna be the format of the show. Right. You really, you really like to go by your scripts. He's very uh, descriptive. I'm very script orientated. People think that I just make this up. I'm like, you know, it's it's chaos, but it's chaos by design. You know, I sympathize with the good script. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I sympathize with the good script because I, I I spend a lot of time making them, so I I, I respect your your dedication to the script. And on that as well, I mean, listen to the clip. You know, you, you've got a you've got a radio voice. Thank you. I've been told I have a, a face for radio. So <laughs> that's, uh... But it's different to this one. It sounded a bit like, um, I don't know if you get this in America. Oh, no, sorry. Where are you from? I'm from Canada. From Canada. Canada. I thought so. Sorry, I didn't mean to say America. We used to have a TV show called Time Team. And oh. there was a guy and it was all about history and then them digging stuff up and they talk about it. And your voice really reminds me of the guy who used to present that. Admittedly, I'm not familiar with it, but I'm now going to definitely look it up because it sounds like it's up my alley. Time team? You mean Tony Robinson who played Baldrick in Blackadder? I think so, yeah. He's British. Yeah, I know. But I just mean like the tone and like how you speak and stuff like that. Oh, 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 I see. The cadence and all that stuff. The delivery, yeah. The delivery. It took me back to my childhood and it it made me feel very nostalgic. (laughs) Wow, okay, I'm glad to hear that. That's very sweet of you. Yeah. Um, we can put that on a, on a quote on your website. <laughs> Eleanor, Matt's voice takes a back to a childhood. Read into that what you want. Um, okay, so um, because this is a collaboration, and, and Matt, you are our guest, so I thought you could have first crack at our first sex scandal. Okay, well, thank you, Nathan. Um, so I'm going to start this segment off uh, with a, just a tiny bit of background. So for our listeners that are not uh, familiar... Um, Porn is entirely illegal in China in all its forms, be it Pornhub, Playboy, all the good stuff is banned. It's not welcome. Um, so, and, and to be very clear, this ranges from the production of pornography to even the simple possession of it. Uh, in the early 2000s, the Chinese government cracked down on, on online pornography, reportedly shutting down hundreds of websites that hosted material deemed indecent. In 2004, a Chinese woman named Wang Yanli was jailed for four years for running an online strip show. Two years later, the Chinese uh, founder of a pornographic website known as Erotica Junde was sentenced to life behind bars. So obviously it's it's not really a joke. Um, There are real serious consequences in China for uh, engaging in pornographic material in any way, shape, or form. So, onto the the grid of it here, the Uniqlo sex tape, the big sex tape. This uh, was huge. It was, and it was referred to by media at the time as the sex tape that broke the Chinese internet, uh, because everyone was looking for it and everyone was talking about it. Uh, it was unquestionably the most talked about Chinese social media story in 2015. Uh, it received international media attention from the likes of BBC, Vice, The Guardian, The Wall Street Journal, So China Morning Post, you name it. Everyone was talking about it. So, what was the video? Uh, the video was, it was a one minute and 10 second pornographic video filmed uh, in the Beijing uh, Uniqlo in San Luter. Uh, and it, was, it went online on July, in July rather, of 2015. It featured a Chinese man and woman bumping uglies uh, in a change room. Um, while the man in the video is largely clothed, uh, the young woman is entirely naked. 
there's boobs. You see some boobs. Nice. There's some boobs. Um, that, along with the obvious penetration, rendered the video very much illegal in China. Uh, the fact that it was filmed in a public place added insult to injury, uh, I'm sure, for the local authorities. Uh, once released, the graphic clip spread quickly on Chinese social media platforms like Weibo and WeChat. Um, and the attention led authorities to act quickly. And within hours of the video being released online, the couple in the footage were allegedly arrested. But I, I'll be honest, I don't really know what the follow-up is on this. I don't know what happened to them. Uh, I believe reading somewhere they may have received light jail sentences, but I could be wrong. So I'm, I'm kind of going off, off script on that one. Wait, so so was their, their intention was to make a public sex tape? They wanted to do something r risque and then... S what is it? Is this like the equivalent? Is this like a sexy X factor? Well, I'll tell something? you. So I did a lot of research into this because I was genuinely curious what happened. And and just as a bit of background, so people don't think I'm some weirdo that hunts around to find out what happened to <laughs> these two people that were 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 boning in the the Uniqlo change room. I I've noticed like having worked in media in China for years that there's very little follow up on stories. Right, you hear there's been a murder, a guy's been arrested, and that's it. You never really hear what happened to the guy, right? And and that's super normal here where they, they don't really continue to give airtime to the story. So this along with a, a number of other cases, I've kind of followed over the years to be like, whatever happened to these people? To the best of my understanding, having researched into it, the couple, there's, there's two competing stories. One is it was a couple that went into the change room or into the Uniqlo to go shopping. They decided they wanted to film this risque video in the change room. Um, Maybe there was a breakup a couple months later. Maybe they, you know, the girlfriend, her phone got stolen or something. Somehow that video ended up online. The other story is that the woman and the man did not know each other at all when they walked into that Uniqlo. Uh, that they met in there and that it they were essentially strangers. Uh, the man obviously filmed the video. And then later decided it would be funny to put it online. Oh, that's way more exciting. Like, they met in Uniqlo and they locked eyes. They're like, yeah. Very let's risque. Let's get it right? on. Is, is, yeah. that, is that the reality that you want to talk about? It's a new fantasy now. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I remember this and I remember watching the video because it went that quickly around. And I think someone was like, oh, L, have you seen this? Turned around to me, showed it. And I was like, that's meant to be a porn video. Honestly, I don't think it, it couldn't, unless... If it was intentional, then they didn't know what they were doing because it wasn't very enticing, I don't think. I don't know. I don't, I'm not really that sort of person, but... <laughs> you, you're not going to give them marks for effort. If it wasn't intentional, I would believe that. That would be more believable to me. Alison, like, they're taking notes. She's like... Mm. I, I think either way, I think obviously it wasn't intended to be a porn video because I, I tend to agree with you. It's not very... It's, it's more amusing than anything. I think we could probably... Yeah. Agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, one to watch. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things that I think, yeah, it, it it ending up online, I think, was probably not intentional because they ended up arrested. And, you know, people living in China aren't stupid. You know, yeah, they're, you, not, they're not oblivious. The question, why would you intentionally do something like that in China? And and then upload it online, right? And so yeah. I, I think most people aren't dumb enough to do that, but I, it may, I might be wrong. And I do want to clarify very quickly that I have no idea if either of the hypotheses I shared uh, about the, the origins of that video are true. Those are just two things I'd read um, from various news sources. 
I think, well, I kind of like the idea of like maybe they were like struggling a little bit and they just wanted to spice things up a little bit and, and they said, you know what, we're going to go out to Uniqlo and uh, we're just going to fuck in the changing rooms. Maybe it's a fantasy that they wanted to like live out forever and they're just like, no, now's the time. It's now or never. If you love me, then now's the time to, to do Rachel, this. Beware, you're going to get dragged into like a McDonald's toilet somewhere. Well, first of all, first of all, spice it up. Hang on a sec. First of all, I would choose Red, Lo- Red Lobster classy, yes. over McDonald's because oh. I'm a classy guy. Um, Not if it's I, five o'clock in the morning, you won't. It would be in the evening, you know. There'd be there'd be dinner afterwards. We'd already we're already there for oh, dinner. Oh, after okay, okay. We're already there for dinner, you know. So you're Fair. getting a meal out of it. All right. Wow. I can't refuse an offer like that. Wow. So Nathan, you hit something, you, you hit the nail right on the head with the hammer. And I, I want to, I'm going to segue into this. So the spicing up a relationship, fucking in a weird place, right? Mm. I can say fucking, right? That's okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, cool. You said so, it twice now, so. Great. Well, I'm glad you're keeping track. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, just to, to go into this. So, okay, I, I'll tell you a story and I'm going to segue into a question for all of you oh. before we go on to the next story. So... It was probably in, uh, I don't know, it was maybe 2010. I was backpacking in Southeast Asia with a girl I'd been dating for several years, uh, also from Vancouver. And we were at the end of our trip, and we were flying home. We were flying from Taipei back to Vancouver. Um, and we, we had talked about and joked about the whole time we were on this trip. Like, And it, it, to be fair, it was mostly me pushing the idea. We should fuck on the airplane, right? We should bone on the Mile airplane. Mile High Club. The Mile High Club, right? Exactly. We should do this. It's not that hard. It's, a, it's an overnight flight. People are asleep. You slip off to the bathroom. You do the dirty. And there you go. And you got a story you can tell for years, right? Now, of course, as it got closer, and we got on the airplane, and we had been boozing a bit before the airplane. Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a nervous flyer. So we had a couple drinks. I got on the airplane. I fell fast asleep. Uh, and literally, we were about two hours from Vancouver at this point over the Pacific. And and uh, my girlfriend at the time says to me, she's like, we should, she, she woke me up. And she was like, most people seem to be kind of, you know, out of it. Let's let's go do this. And I was the one that was a little bit nervous. Now she was the one that was very gung ho. I was like, I don't know this. You know, this She's is calling a, you bluff. This is a, <laughs> this is it's illegal to do. So we're breaking laws on an airplane. There's an air marshal. Oh, I didn't know it was illegal. Yeah, allegedly, at least in the United States, it's a federal offense, right? You can't fuck in public. It's oh. considered a public place. Yeah, but like, what what's the, what's the you know you get slapped on the wrist, right? I'd hope so, but I don't really know. I, I mean, I I imagine it would be different everywhere in the world. Uh, I believe you get arrested, actually. I would think you get arrested as well. Like, it's, it's definitely illegal. So I was kind of getting cold feet. I was like, oh, this is maybe a really bad idea. I don't know. <laughs> she kind of pressured me into it. She was like, come on. Like, you're being a pussy. Let's go do it. Like, man up. Go to the toilet. We're going to do this. So we did. And we went and we boned in the washroom. Nice. Uh, it was real quick. It was real concise. It was in, out. And we went back to our seats. Um, efficient. Efficient. Oh, it was efficient because I was terrified. Yeah. Um, but we did it and it was it, 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 it did end up uh, my, my girlfriend at the time was correct it, it's a good fun story now I want to I want to pass it off to all of you guys and I'm not going to pressure anyone I, I, I don't you know if you're not comfortable answering it I'm not going to pressure anyone but I want to know where is the strangest place uh, you've had sex or the most you know controversial or scandalous place you've ever had sex in your life I can go first yeah, yeah, I've, I've told I've told this story anyway, I think, in a taxi while the taxi driver was driving. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what it, but you know what it is? And it, and the re, afterwards we realised once you could do it once, it was very easy to do it again. <laughs> but because in Nanjing, 
the taxi drivers, they have a, ma a massive plastic bit around the back of their chair. So if you just get in the right angle, I don't think they can see you, but they did also have webcams. In well, were your clothes so on? Like, were you just, um, was it just pants off or were you totally naked in the back? No, I think I was, I think I had a, like, you know, a play suit where they're shorts and you, yeah. I think we just kind of moved it to the side. Oh yeah. See, there you go. I think that's, yeah. that's It wasn't that doable. difficult, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And as I say, once you realize you can do it, it's easy to do it again and again. <laughs> I, I, I think you know. I've also had uh, um, uh, taxi taxi sex, and um, yeah, it's it's risque and fun and very exciting. Um, so fun, yeah. Um, but I guess uh, what can I say that's relevant um, in a in a Yunnan restaurant? A Yunnan what? restaurant? Yeah. In in Beijing yeah. or in Yunnan? In Beijing. Why? I didn't spoil the food. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was afterwards. It was afterwards. It was on, on the way out. On the way out. Did you slip what, into the water? Just in the corridor. Uh, no, no. It was a place where it had like a bit of a balcony, and um, uh, it was just like a quiet night. This was like when I when I first. It's like yeah, it, it was probably when I was a little bit more. I, I don't think I'd do it now because like now I'm a little bit more. Uh, wise to the realities of doing something like that but uh you know you know when you first get to a new place you feel a bit like you're king of the world and um it was uh it was it was then and uh yeah i suppose that was because it was like oh fuck we could get caught and i had no idea what would be the ramifications of it as well so but i thought oh it's fine i could probably do a runner it's beijing it's really big so like and you know it's it's in the hutongs i'd be fine so yeah so that was uh, that was the first time um, I'm living in China. It's they can always find me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the weirdest place. Uh, I think for China relevance, I would say it wasn't it wasn't sex all the way, but it was in the hutongs, dirty stuff in the hutongs, like outside. Yeah. 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 Those hutongs. Yeah. yeah. Can find day. little alleys. Yeah. Yeah. Little alley action. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. And write in. Where's the craziest place that you've had sex? Uh, let us know. Um, right. Tell us your sex scandals. <laughs> mm, definitely. Um, right. Who's? I think Rachel. You're up next, right? Yep. Okay. Next story. This is the Shenzhen sex live streamers sex scandal. Wow. Say sex that's one more a, time. That's a lot of <laughs> s words. Okay. So in early 2017, police 90 kilometers south in Shenzhen arrested a couple for live streaming sex acts online for profit. In the early morning hours of February 24th, plainclothes police smashed down the door to an apartment in the Shenzhen Fujian district and detained a woman named Mo and a man named Jean who were in their 30s. The video footage of officer, officers questioning Mo and searching the couple's apartment turned up an array of props used in their videos. These included masks, laced underwear, and a whip. Now, upon detaining the duo, police were able to determine that Mo and Jean had been live-streaming sexual content for approximately six months, and that they'd built a following of roughly 2,000 viewers from across China in their main QQ group. Do you guys remember QQ, by the way? Did you guys ever use QQ? I've got QQ Music. Oh, no, like, it's a whole different social media platform. I used it's to like use... It's like an Instagram messaging service. Kind of. It was like a 
yeah, another offshoot of WeChat. Anyways, I used it for like two years and stopped. Um, so they had a QQ group where they would stream this to like 2,000 viewers. Mo pleaded with the police that she live streamed only for my own entertainment, although she later admitted that she made some money off of it as well. It took a 20 RMB fee to enter Mo's QQ group, and watching each live stream cost an additional 10 RMB. Well, first of all, I want to say that is a bargain. Right there. Yeah. That, is, that is good, good business, value for money. Yeah, exactly. You know, if anything, she should have been arrested for those ridiculously low prices. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole different world now, isn't it? Because you've got live streaming then, and now you've got all these OnlyFans things. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. There's, like, in Western culture, at least, like, many, many people and expats, that's a big conversation that you have OnlyFans, you have all these people who are live streaming, you know, doing sex work and other kind of things and choosing to do so, and it's not held up to the same uh, legal ramifications as it is here. Yeah, I mean, it's a very topical story now because if you look at what's going on in the West and as we had been chatting about prior to, to doing this episode, the, the boom of OnlyFans uh, yeah. you know, subscribers and, and content oh, yeah. creators, especially during the pandemic when so oh, many yeah. people are stuck at home um, and how just in the countries that we all come from, um, that kind of flies, right? There's no legal ramification for it. The police are not going to knock on your door if you film yourself masturbating. Whereas obviously in China, that's a very different different thing. Yeah. Yes, Al? I'm just throwing this out there. As we're talking, I'm thinking, and to compare the West with, you know, the East, um, do you think that the reason that the Western society is so accepting of, you know, ex kind of exploiting your own body online is because media is so intent on focusing on people's beauty um and because the only fans accounts actually a lot of it started with um you know certain types of celebrities promoting it and having their own only fan accounts and then promoting how much money you can get off of it so basically it's allowing people and encouraging people to sell their looks online and does that mean that the Western society is more accepting of exploitation, um, whereas the East really isn't because it's illegal and things like that? Would OnlyFans even be able to ever come into China? I doubt it, you know. I, so I'm, I'm going to jump in quickly because I agree with you. I don't think OnlyFans will ever come into China. But what I would counter with is that while pornography and obviously explicit content is banned within China, people like beauty is obviously held to a huge regard here. And people exploit themselves all the time on live streams here. You get beautiful girls and handsome guys selling potato chips and eyeliner and you, you fucking name it, face masks. Um, and they sell that stuff online and they use their looks to pitch it to their followers. So I think the same thing exists, but without the explicit content angle. Without, without nudity. Without <laughs> boobs. I mean, it's, it's, it's the you know it's the power of commercialism. It's it's the power of how much money they can make, and you know, sex is the oldest profession. So it it, it is going to attract lots of money. And whether it is explicit as OnlyFans or like you say over here, getting good looking people, you know, quote unquote good looking people to sell products. Yeah. So. But then you do also get people buying boyfriends or girlfriends to take home to uh, mm. the Spring Festival, don't mm -hmm. you, as well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's that, kind true. Of, that kind of exploitation definitely exists. I think it's just not as risque. It's, yeah, framed right. very differently right. here. Yeah. I, 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 I wonder, like, would, would you do it? Would, like, you know, it, 
obviously, if you weren't married and, and you didn't have a, a fantastically <laughs> handsome and, and charming and, and witty boyfriend, Rachel, <laughs> um, uh, and, and you, Elle, if you were in uh, China still... I don't have anyone. Would you... Would you, um, uh, would you if, if somebody said, I will pay you some money to go back with my family for Chinese New Year oh. and pretend to be uh, my boyfriend or, or significant other, would you do it? How much money would you do it for? I'm a crap liar, probably not. Uh, I wouldn't want to put up with people that I don't know for that long either. Depends how much <laughs> what money if they gave is? you yeah. like 100,000 RMB for a week? Yeah, but... You okay, couldn't tell so what you couldn't tell a lie. But Elle, you're that, that's but it's me. Like I'm not gonna sell myself to some random man who could probably rape me and take me and I have no oh. idea where the fuck I am. Carry a knife. No thanks. No, see I've met I know people who have done this personally. Somebody I know, Davey, who I told the story about storytelling, he, like one of my old friends from a university that I taught at and and hung young for the small city, it was very common that many of them had so much pressure. They were really lovely people, but they didn't want to deal with the awkward pressure of it. I would totally do it. Like you wouldn't even have to pay me that much. It'd be kind of funny. Like <laughs> you've got, you've got a discount if, here. <laughs> if you knew them, if you if knew you them, person, yes. Okay, that makes a difference. Person, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. If you knew them and you could trust them and you'd be like, okay. But, okay, I see what you're saying. If it was a stranger, that'd be different. Okay, if I knew them and they were going to give me tons of money, yeah, sure. But if I didn't know them, not at all, no. I would do it if I didn't know them, but it would have to be... I don't even know it would be that much. It would just be a hell of a story. It would be, like, right? Yeah. It's a week and you get a great story. You probably are going to get some of the best food you've ever... Chinese food you've ever eaten in your life. So you're yeah, gonna get, especially during spring festival food. It's spring festival. You're going to be getting boozy with the you're with the some, like You're going to get the homemade Baijiu oh, stuff. Oh, man. It's going to yeah. be a great old time. I... You know what? I would do it for the airfare to go there and, you know what? Throw me 5,000 RMB I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna say 5,000. Yeah, it's different for guys. Yeah, yeah, mm. there's less risk. Yeah, it's, and you get a lot, not, not trying to be offensive, but men get a lot more, um, what's the word? Uh, there, there's more excitement around bringing home a, a foreign male or something like that to the family home. Like, ooh, you know. Mm. So, I don't know. I think sometimes for women it is just more risky. Yeah. No, we're not advocating that, uh, uh, boys and girls listening. Uh, do not do that. The Chinese New or Year is coming Or shaming up. if you have paid somebody to come home with oh, you, though. <laughs> but if you have done it, good on you. And it's been positive, then, then well done you. Right in. We want to hear about that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I actually would love to tell a story about that, yeah. Because we are accepting stories anonymously, so you don't have to give your name or create a brand new one. Or let me invent the name for you. That's one of my favourite things about the podcast. Actually. Besides writing the scripts for it, he loves making up fake names for people. Besides writing very hilarious one-liners for each episode. Right, story number twelve. L, I think we're over to you. I thought you said twat then. I'm just going to read the story. I'm not going to tell you the title because I was slightly disturbed by this one. Okay. A month after the sexual live streamers in Shenzhen were busted by police, in March 2017, a disturbing porn video emerged online that literally set the Chinese internet on fire. The shocking footage showed a woman inserting a live eel into her body Blech. and quickly became one of the most talked about trending topics on Weibo. The video shows the lower half of a naked woman who is lying on a bed. She then proceeds to put a condom over an eel's head and upper body before inserting it into her you-know-where. Oh, my God. The graphic live stream was quickly scrubbed from the Chinese interwebs, no surprise there, 
Although discussion of the video largely un was remained largely uncensored with media outlets reporting on it and lots of eel-related memes obviously flooding the Chinese internet. But it's not entirely clear what actually happened to the woman and the eel in the video, but it is possible one of the two likely did some jail time because in 2019, <laughs> reports emerged that a Chinese woman had been sentenced to a year and nine months behind bars for live streaming sex with an eel in 2017. Earlier reports, which surfaced in June of 2017, also noted that the vlogger had to undergo surgery as a result of the Animal Sex Act. That is disgusting. That. that is disgusting. I mean... I I hope that eel is still locked up today. Oh, so do I. <laughs> Put him away. I, what, I really hate people who think Put that eels up the vagina. abuse animals like that, though. Like, just because they can't fight back. <laughs> I hope it electrocuted her or something. Like, who does that? That's weird. Yeah, so we... Yeah, but my thoughts on the whole thing are, like, you can masturbate however you so choose to. Uh, you can do whatever you want, but... When it hurts animals or other people, like if it, if it affects other individuals or animals, that's when it becomes a problem. Putting a condom on an eel's head is not in any way, oh, shape, or form. Do we, do we give her any she points for practicing safe, safe sex? <laughs> do we give her any points for practicing safe sex? No. Not in this case. No. She suffocated it. No. She oh my god, yeah, she putting it. A... hole in it. I don't think so. Some Ugh. people do that. <laughs> I wonder what surgery she went under. Like, what surgery she had. Reconstructive, probably. Jeez. Well, so, you know, I'll tell you... I'll, I'll tell you, there's a... Uh, when, I, when I used to work down in, in Guangzhou at a publication, we used to joke that there, there seemed to be a story every week about someone shoving something up their ass. And it was always for the same in thing. In your office or, like, in No, Guangzhou? no. no. <laughs> <laughs> But it's gonna be Jerry this month. <laughs> I sure hope not. <laughs> but what I will tell you is the because uh, apparently there's some and, and maybe I'm incorrect in this, but there's allegedly some, you know, facet or belief or field of thought in in Chinese traditional medicine that that shoving something up your ass will will relieve constipation. Oh, uh, kind of like an enema. Yeah, and it, I, so people do that, and I mean, I could tell you. I, I wrote stories about a, ma a man who shoved a flashlight so far, so far up his ass he had to go in for surgery. There was a guy that shoved an eel up his that ass. That wasn't a bright idea. Yeah, it wasn't hey, a bright idea at all. Hey. Oh I'm clenching my because, butt cheeks. Because it's a flashlight, everybody. <laughs> oh, we, it's, it's, we get it, Nathan. It's a flashlight. Okay, okay. <laughs> he, he did, that wasn't in the script, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That was, that was, that that was, was off the cuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, a guy that shoved an eel up his ass, I could find that one somewhere. So there is precedent for this. People do that and... and Multiple of the stories I found of people shoving stuff up their ass, a lot of them ended in surgery. So what kind of surgery this woman needed, who knows? But uh, I'm not surprised that she didn't need Wait, surgery. Wait, why did the guy put an eel I mean, up his ass? Same like, thing. Did, do you think it was just a health thing that, you know, because there's some like thoughts are like, you know, you put leeches on your body to suck the yeah. blood. Maybe they thought it would be good for your body. I don't know. I love the way you're trying to defend her here, Rachel. <laughs> oh, I'm not. No, not her. The guy who put it up his ass. But this lady put a condom oh. on it and was just masturbating with it. So that's not, it wasn't for health reasons. She wanted to get off on it. Yeah, I think with the guy that shoved the eel up his ass, the eel was still alive and it actually got <gasps> into his intestines and stuff. Like it, it kept going, Ooh. trying to find a way out. And I think that's why he needed surgery. Um, I mean, do people not think these things before they do it? <laughs> yeah. 
I just don't understand. But to me, yeah, it's also just an animal. She, in my opinion, she suffocated and raped that animal. She committed animal rape. And yep. you know what? I, yeah. I don't speak for Date Night China, but I do speak for China Untold, and we don't condone animal rape. That's a big <laughs> Neither no. Neither do we. We, yeah. yes, yes. We also don't. Neither do we. Um, also, why the eel? Like, that's quite a girthy uh, fish, isn't it? Well, admittedly, me and Rachel were discussing this before the podcast. <laughs> this eel was, was actually very slender. I, I've seen yeah, the video. I was curious about the girth and length as well. Yeah. It was long, yeah, it but was. It, was, it, was, it was thin. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't thick. Okay, okay. Because, because something too thick would have been madness. You know, it's like... She, she was looking at all the eels and like, no, that one, that big, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that one's crazy. This one is... I'm still, I'm still okay. Um, right, okay. So here's our, here's our final scandal. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a real corker and, and, and probably one that a lot of people remember. It was the most recent. So this is the IKEA sex video. Uh, in 2019, an amateur pornographic video featuring a young woman masturbating in a Chinese IKEA went viral in early May, forcing the Swedish home decor company to issue a statement on May 9th. The graphic uh, footage shows a half-naked Chinese woman masturbating on furniture throughout the uh, the, the warehouse showroom, um, seemingly oblivious uh, customers walking by, including children, uh, and they're in the background of the video. Uh, the porno was quickly scrubbed from Chinese social media, although it can still be found. Well, we say this now, but recently there was the whole thing about um, uh, uh, Western uh, pornographic sites taking down illegitimate or unverified videos. So I don't know if you can find it now. Um, but in the statement that IKEA sent out, uh, they condemned the video and the sexual acts that took place on the premises and stated that they have notified the police of the incident. The response, the response was posted on the company's um, social uh, uh, site Weibo and it reads, IKEA calls on consumers to visit IKEA in a civilised and orderly manner and jointly maintain a good shopping environment. Uh, so IKEA did their best there. So um, who remember, you, you've got to, everybody here must remember this story. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. just have one comment. <laughs> if you were at IKEA and you just saw this half-naked lady just moving from sofa to sofa, just spaffing all over everything, wouldn't you do something? <laughs> that was my question as well. We were talking about this before we started recording. I was like, how do you not notice it? But if you think about it in China, like IKEA, there's just madness and people all around and I guess it just slipped under the radar because there's so many other people like sleeping on the beds there people are just walking around there's children running around it's like hidden in plain sight maybe people don't pay attention anyway they're always on the fucking phones yeah. so like you know like I, I'm, I'm she could probably fuck a dude and people <laughs> would be still on the phone well, how, playing. Long, how long was the video uh, long enough. Sixteen How minutes. How long was she going for? <laughs> Six, 16 minutes is the video length, which is incredible. But I think Nathan's right. Like when you, when you're, when I'm in IKEA, I'm with my wife, and she's like, "Look at these nice drapes we could have in our apartment." <laughs> and and I'm not, I'm not looking at the people that are sleeping on the couch next to us. Like there's people on every piece of furniture in that place, right? There's people everywhere, and and you don't really pay attention. Like you're, you're kind of focused on not falling over someone or their kids. <laughs> And, 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 and getting what you need 
to, to, to purchase, really, right? Like Get in, get out, yeah. Well, now you should be focusing and checking if anything you're looking at has stains on it. <laughs> Yeah, apparently that's that's like a that's a new thing. You see, I remember I remember seeing the video, and you know, uh, there is there is a part where she's uh, squirting and masturbating over um, over a pillow, and the f- my first thought when I saw that scene, I thought, you know what, it's okay because I don't I didn't like the pillow. You know, like if it would have been one that I thought, oh, that was a really nice design or a really nice like fabric, but no, I thought it was like. I felt like it might have been a conscious choice. So I feel like she had ethics. She didn't go for like the top, the top pillows in the place. She went like, oh no, not that one. I'll choose this one. And then this one's okay. Nobody's going to buy this one. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a beige. It was awful. Do you say that children were walking around in the background of the videos? Yeah. Yeah, there's kids. I mean, how, how would you feel if, like your child was saw someone was like, "Mummy, Daddy, looks so that that woman's naked." Like you know I would what, complain. You know what, Elle? I'm going to give her more credit than that. I, having seen the video, she was reasonably discreet. Uh, when people okay. were nearby, she she did her best to kind of hide herself. And I think, uh, like, I mean, let's be real. She didn't want to get caught any more than those kids wanted to see her. So, <laughs> like, you know, I. I yeah, if, if my daughter saw someone masturbating in an IKEA, I would be very, very are, upset. Are you prepared to have that conversation with your daughter? I'm not. At so this I'm age? Saying, I would be very upset. I would be very <laughs> upset. But if I found out that I was purchasing drapes with my wife and my daughter was standing next to me and there was a woman further away in the IKEA masturbating on a bed and we never saw or knew about it until later, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Fair enough. I wouldn't lose sleep over it, that's for sure. What yeah. possessed her to do that? I'd love to know. Maybe she was like a, um, uh, it was all a marketing ploy. Is, is, is that some sort? So, oh, you know what? That's actually, a, so that was a, a big theory at the start. This is an Ikea marketing ploy. I don't think that's true. One, Ikea came out real quick against it. Two, let's be honest. That's not Ikea's marketing, right? That's, <laughs> that's, 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 red, that's Red Lobster's marketing. This is not a Red Lobster. This is an Ikea. It's a proud Swedish brand. Um, but my, no, my, my takeaway, like based on my understanding, and I, I don't know if it's true or not, so I want to preface it with that. But my understanding is that this woman was, or maybe still is if she's not in jail, uh, like an amateur Chinese kind of pornographic content creator, um, which as we already discussed is very illegal. So there's a good chance she's already in jail, but, um, there's apparently other videos online that are similar to this of her masturbating in public places public parks, uh, you know, other, other businesses. So when you ask what, what possessed her L, it might be that this is just her shtick. You know, you guys have a podcast. I have a podcast. She masturbates publicly. Yeah. It's, yeah. Some people Fair like enough. walks in the park or painting. It's just, this is a thing. I get it. I kind of, it's like, well, you know, all power to you. Absolutely. If that's your thing, go for it. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder. I would like to know if if sales actually went up after this, because it would have been everywhere, and then people wanted to either go there to see where it happened, or like maybe it was something about she wasn't doing it on every piece of furniture, was she? She was picking the furniture. So, wait, wait. I, I imagine if people are shopping for furniture, there must be a thought in your head. It's like that looks comfy. Can I fuck on it? Yeah. That's an interesting case study, actually. <laughs> 
I wonder if those pieces of furniture sold more later. Because in all the all the things, she wasn't doing it on uncomfortable. She picked very particular places. Exactly. What did she pick? So a pillow. There was a nice chaise longue, I, th- I think. There's like a carpet. Was I there? would be willing to bet that those products may have sold better after she'd sat in them. I and I, 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 I'm going to double back to a story we already talked about as, as evidence for that. After the Uniqlo video, the first uh, story we discussed, the Uniqlo mm. sex tape, in the wake of that, for months, and you still sometimes see people outside that Uniqlo in Sandlington, people went there, it became like a pilgrimage site for young people to go and pose for a selfie outside that place. It attracted people. Uh, and the same accusations were leveled against Uniqlo at the time. Oh, this is a publicity stunt. And Uniqlo came out very unequivocally against the fact, you know, that it, that it was. They said it wasn't. Um, so, I mean, it does get attention, right? It gets young people's attention. They think it's funny or they think it's cool or they're living vicariously through these other people's experiences. It gets them excited. People went to that Uniqlo and took pictures there. Would I be willing to bet that, Rachel, you're correct, that people may have decided you know what that beige pillow you know i need that I that's need that's that's the pillow <laughs> well they really took selfies with it <laughs> yeah. it's a beige pillow i don't know i can't oh like if it was just kind of like the uniqlo thing like do you think what would have been the price if like if you film yourself having sex with a stranger in the changing rooms we will give you an unlimited supply of beanie hats for the rest of your fucking life I'm fucking in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you, IKEA, it's like we will give everything. We'll give you any item pre-made. You don't have to flat pack any of that shit. Do you know what I mean? Now that would be. Oh, a I draw. do that one. <laughs> that be yeah. That would be a draw. It's like no, no assembly needed. We will come around and do it for you. I think anybody would say yes to that deal. All you need to do is would just you go have to IKEA and masturbate. IKEA food. You get as many Ooh, meatballs as you meatballs. like. Yeah. Hot dogs on delivery. Well, that's it. It's a no-brainer. You've just sold it, Nathan. They should, you know, IKEA or Unico should hire you for this shit. And this is a good time to actually mention that Day Night China's new sponsor is <laughs> IKEA and Uniqlo. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you then for their support going into season three. Um, and uh, if you just go to any Uniqlo or IKEA uh, worldwide and, and, and say Day Night China, you get um, a discount. Also, there's a good chance whatever you're buying, someone had sex with it. Yeah, we verified. We verified that. That's a date night China guarantee. It, it came to Nathan's house first. <laughs> I have. That's why I'm so tired. I've spent a lot, lot of time and energy trying to secure this deal. Uh, you could say I put my blood, sweat, and tears into it. <laughs> you put more into that. Yeah, more, 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 a little bit more than that. Um, well, this this has been fantastic. It's been yeah. These I mean, these stories. It just I mean it it's got to be for me. I'd like to go around and ask each and every one of you which is your favorite. But like just for the just like the my favorite. What do you mean? Well, oh, well, just like the sheer like like the <laughs> carb nature of it, or like just like just morbid curiosity has to be the ill one. I just think, like the psychology no, behind see, I think, it. I think IKEA. Because, one, it is funny, even though I kind of disagree with lots of people walking around, but I just think that if you did actually see her doing it, the shock of it would be, you know, it's just that kind of thing that you don't expect that to happen as much in a public, in in such a public place. 
Well, the, the eel one I don't think happened in a public place, but I think it's it's one of those things that regardless of that, it's like, what would, what did what did her parents say? <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, can you imagine? What if you're like on the internet and you see news that like this girl put an eel in her vagina and you're like, that's my daughter. Oh, geez. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, what happened? Did you get fired? Uh, yes, but that's not going to be your main concern in about five minutes. <laughs> you know, yeah, weird. So weird. So yeah. the eel one for you is the one that is just like, no, I think by it, far. I think the eel one is the most grotesque of them and weird. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt, right? Because it's just so bizarre and obviously super cruel to the animal involved. Um, if I had to pick my favorite of the stories though, it's definitely the Ikea one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, undisputably the Ikea one because one, I have a secret crush on that girl. Don't tell my wife. Yeah. Uh, oh, the video is hot as hell. Yeah, she's a babe. And two, also, I just have incredible respect for someone that is able to go into a public place like that, take all their clothes off, and just do whatever they want for a prolonged period of time and seemingly get away with it. I'm willing to bet money she probably ended up arrested with the facial recognition technology the way it is, but she initially got away with it. And I'll, I'll respect the dedication and I'll respect the commitment to, to seeing it through. Yeah, fair. Mm. Uh, for mine, definitely provided a lot of laughs. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I'm gonna have to say the Uniqlo one. Um, firstly, just because when I first moved to Beijing, that's what I thought about when I first went to Taiku Li, which is where it happened. And every time I walk by there, I think about that. Maybe not every time. Do, do, do you get a <laughs> I'm do like, you get a oh, bit... it happened here. Oh, let me to walk by again. Ooh, do you hello. get a little bit hot under the collar? A little spicy. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. We were, we were yeah. in the Uniqlo about two weeks ago. Well, I guess you're going back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, we're going back now. Fuck yeah. So if you guys are in Beijing, you know, you can go take a visit there if you're trying to spice up your love life. We'll see if the next podcast happens if uh, Rachel and Nathan aren't arrested for having sex. <laughs> there may not be a season three. Where would you, like, with all the tourist uh, attractions in Beijing, where if you had to put it in the top ten, and you're not allowed to put it as ten, I don't think that's cheating. Like, you've got, like, the Forbidden City, Tiananmen Square. Or like, the Great Wall. Uniqlo. <laughs> I might put it in the... I might put it third, because I think, you know, it's, I think you got to put the Forbidden City first, then, then I'd maybe say... Uh, no, the Great Wall. Great Wall. The Great Wall has got to be at the top. Then Uniqlo. Because everything else is a bit of a much of a muchness. I don't know. Where would you put it? If you had to put it in a... I'd put it, I'd put it fourth. Uh, I would agree with you. Probably the Wall, Forbidden City. Then I would I have to say Jokodian Cave because I just loved it so much. Uh, but after that, I would say the Uniqlo. And I think the beauty of the Uniqlo is it's in San Luton anyway. You're already going there, <laughs> inevitably, if you're visiting town to have a drink or, or a bite to eat. So you're, yeah. you're going to walk by it. It's one of those things, it's, it's real easy It's convenient, it's yeah. Co it's a convenient site to visit. Yeah. Where would, you, where, would you put it in the top four? It would be in the top five. There's a few other places I'd probably put ahead of it. Wow. Well, are you, well? Oh, definitely number one. <laughs> Been there loads. <laughs> it's my favourite place to go. It's an easy one. You know, if you like the bare minimum, like, you know, like the lazy tourists, it's like, well, I saw at least one attraction, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I spent the last rest of time being pissed. Uh, great. So, um, uh, thank you ever so much, Matt, for for doing all that research and 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 um, uh, donating a, a really wonderful episode. Um, so, Matt, for China Untold, if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, everybody, um, how would they find your show? Okay. So, uh, I guess 
Off the bat, if you want to listen to it online, you can go to www.chinauntoldpodcast.com. The podcast is available on iTunes and all the major podcast uh, streaming platforms. Uh, you can also check it out on SoundCloud. And uh, the, the final shameless plug, you can give us a follow on Twitter at China Untold. And you can give us a follow on Facebook if you just search uh, China Untold Podcasts. Excellent, excellent. Okay. And uh, Rachel, it's our turn now because we're going to do the sign-off. Oh, great. Um, thanks again for listening to another episode of Date Night China. This was the second to last one. We're almost done with season two. Know, it's a bit bizarre, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's been great fun. But if you guys are not following us on WeChat, please follow our official WeChat account, Date Night China, no capitals, no spaces. That's where we post all our latest articles and our new upcoming events and more fun behind the scenes with the podcast episodes. Also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, just search Date Night China. Yeah. That's great. Oh. I had to hit it. Oh, you've not done it so far. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, so I just oh. wanted, to, wanted to do it before the episode ended. It was so fast and automatic. It was, like, it was, it was one like... of those things, like season season one, we were always calling each other, because we were pissed for like the majority of the entire time, uh, season one. So so there was a lot of bullshit flying around. This, this season's felt a lot more... Like grown up, sensible, sensible, yeah. <laughs> we had a few boozy nights, but still, very sophisticated. We've grown. Yeah, but how did it feel hitting the buzzer? Felt great. I'm gonna hit it as soon as we're done. <laughs> Do it one more. Fuck it. Do it now. Uh, feels yeah. good. It feels real good. Oh yeah. I'm gonna buy one of those. Yeah, yeah. That's when when we sell up and when we like sell Day Night Channel for millions. You that's going on auction. You have a brand. No, you know you get your own branded <gasps> version. The China oh Untold Bullshit. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a great idea. So that will be that will be in any IKEA and Uniqlo store near you coming for the summer of uh, 2021. So look out for that, boys and girls. Uh, so it that's it from us. On the top, don't question. It. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it always wet? It's weird. Um, okay, so that's it from us this week, uh, and uh, we will uh, hopefully you'll hear from us next week for the final episode. You might, you might not. We don't know. <laughs> okay, you will, if you listen, I'm not good at these signing and signs. That's why I fucking script everything. Give me, cut me, cut me, cut me some slack. Though, listeners, to send us your sex scandal stories because oh, we yeah. want to hear them. And uh, yeah, we'd like to know if you're more wild than these people that have already created, you know, social media madness in China. So send them in. You know, actually, if, if we're going to do that, uh, send in as well uh, to you guys, not to me. Um, anyone that has gone uh, to visit the Uniqlo uh, uh, store and has fucked in it that's listening, anyone that's recreated that uh, that's listening, write in and tell us how you did it and what it was like. Yeah. In detail. Graphic detail. Very graphic detail. I want to know. I want to know. And if, and if you got longer than a minute and ten seconds, we'll give you a shout out. Fuck yeah. Okay, that's from us. Um, bye. 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 Uh, Zai Jin.